John 14, 6 says, I'll just, um, says uh, that Jesus said, I am the way, I am that you can be seated, the truth and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. And he also said we could do nothing without him. Now, I, I want to be sure I'm with him. I want to be sure I'm in him. I'm sure I want to be sure I'm flowing in him, with him, and wherever he's going in business and family and everything that pertains to life. I want to know that I'm there. And I was crying out to the Lord a couple of weeks ago about the keys. I kept hearing keys in my spirit. And he took me back to that verse. Uh, he's given us the keys to the kingdom. Right? And then in that same verse, he said, Now whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. So unless the word has been revealed to us, because there's a lot of binding and loosing going on and nothing's happening. If the word has been revealed to you, like it lit up in you and the understanding came, that's the word that you use to bind with. That's the word that you use to loose with. Okay? So if something feels bound up and you're not getting any any freedom somewhere in business or in your family, uh, start reading the word, meditating on the word. Because God will give you a Rima word, which means he's revealing something to you, a key that you can use to bind whatever's holding you back, whatever's hindering you, and loosing it. And see, heaven backs you up then. Because heaven is about Rima. It's about revealing Christ to us. And if Christ is not revealed to us through the word, then we're not getting him because he comes through the word. But he, he said, uh, there's a way. If you look in, uh, what's the next verse? I want to go to that next verse. Jesus said, I am the way to access. Go ahead and read that again. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, when you look at way in the Greek, I always go back to the Greek because they mean all kind of things, but that's, that's a true definition. It means access. It means a road. It means a highway to God. So he's saying, I am your access to God. And in business, we've got to get to the Father because we have to be about the Father's business. We think we're supposed to be about the Father's business just in church. But we're supposed to be up by the Father's business in our business. Because if we are about his business and our business, he will be about our business. There will be grace. There will be mercy. Uh, everything will start flowing if we keep him first in our business. That means you've got to look for every open door of opportunity to bring a word of edification to bring a, a revelatory word to someone, to build them up, that they feel the love of Christ. I was reading in Paul, Paul was writing to uh, the church of Ephesus. And it's interesting what he was saying here. He was, he was edifying the saints. Okay, the saints are the born-again Christians. And what he said was, Therefore I also, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love, for all the saints. That's going to be the two key things right here. Love, love, love for Jesus in faith and love for the saints. You can't grow without it. 
So we got to get those two right. We have to love each other unconditionally. And, and then Paul said, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. So he's saying here, he's heard of their faith in Jesus and their love for all the saints. So the apostle is saying they're ready to grow. There's a lot of babies in the church, there's a lot of babies in business, and they're not growing because we don't get the first two right. Faith in Jesus and love for one another. And Paul recognized that because he heard it. And God released him to pray the prayer that they would, that the Father would give this. See, it's got to come from the Father, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. And he goes on to say that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. There's a calling in your business. There's a calling. You're not there just to, for a paycheck. You're there because there's a calling in your, on your business. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? And we're going to really break this down so we can get these keys. But the Lord told me to go to two more verses. Um, he said, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And we think we're full because we've got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? We're not full of God. To be full of God through the knowledge of Christ. And you see the little men up on the chart. The last one down there on the bottom. He is full of God. And then the very next verse says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works within you. So we always pray that prayer out now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. But we're not full of God yet. We shouldn't be praying. We shouldn't be speaking that. It says right here that you may be filled with the fullness of God now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can think, ask or think. So we got to get these, these steps down of having faith in Jesus and loving the saints, and you'll know if you're there or not, because I'm going to pray this prayer at the end. Because <clears throat> some of the keys, some of the tools of, of apostles is wisdom, revelation, and fatherhood. So that's what you're going to be experiencing anytime you come under an apostolic function. Wisdom, revelation, and fatherhood. Now, Paul was the only one able to pray that prayer. Because the apostles see things that you can't see. They see your growth. They see what's in the mind. They see everything. They can't always, they can't always reveal it to you. So they see where you are in Christ and what growth stature uh, you're at. And, and they'll know whether to release the spirit of wisdom and revelation by asking the Father. So we got to judge ourselves to make sure that we are in Christ, in faith, and staying in faith, and loving one another. So Lee's going to open up with three keys. There's three keys in these verses. 
All right, key one, Ephesians 1, 17. For I always pray to the God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Now you think about keys. When Jesus said to his apostles, I'm giving you the keys. A key opens something that is shut in, right? You get a key on that door, you're opening up, and there's something on the other side of the door. So the keys are the scriptures. The key is the scripture. And when the, the scripture is revealed to you, that's your key to get access to the answer for your situation, whether it's in business or home. or That's the key. So when the, when the spirit of re, wisdom and revelation is granted by the Father, he's going to give you insight into the mysteries and secrets that are shut in that we can't see. And see, if we knew the mysteries and the, and the insights of everything, then we would have an easier way of walking out our, our uh, uh, destiny each day. Because our destiny is where you are. If you're sitting in business, your destiny is right there, right there, because he wants to use you right there. Your destiny is home, home, uh, a mother, then that's where he's going to use you. Amen? You Do you want to be used by God that way? Because when you start being, you allow him to use you, there will be so much joy flowing through you and victory flowing through you. But let's look at the spirit of wisdom on the screen and uh, uh, exactly what it means. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom, wisdom. A divine given for the appropriating spiritual institution in the problem solving. A supernatural perspective to make clear the divine mind for accomplishing God's will in given situations. A sense of divine direction, the way, the divine influence upon the heart, delivering solution in, con in confusion. In confusion. Have you all ever experienced that where, some, where grace just comes on you and gives you insight to a problem? Joyce, I know you do. And, and I'm sure a lot of you have experienced it at least once because, because that grace just opens it up and gives you the way. See, the way is what we need. It gives us access to Jesus. Because everything we do, we have to touch him first before we can get to the Father. Because he said, I am the way. I am the, I am the way to the Father. I am the truth to the Father. And I am the life of the Father. So he came to represent the Father. So... We've got to get in touch with him at another measure of understanding so that we can get in touch with the Father who is the giver of all good things. Amen. Jesus is just the administrator. Father's the giver. Jesus is the administrator. And the Holy Spirit is the worker. He's, he's helping us work it out so, we can, so that we can embrace these good things that come down from heaven into our life. So it's important to know the way, the clear way of God's will. So it's really God's, God's 
way, and we're going to look at God's will now. Because these two spirits have to work together. Let's look at the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation manifests the truth, uncovers the truth, removes the veil, the sea truth, makes known the truth. The divine answer delivered to the divine method of problem solving. See, I love the Apostle Paul when he, when he prayed that prayer. He's really saying that he prayed that the believers might progress towards maturity and fully appreciate the greatness and power of their salvation. If we really got a good understanding of the greatness and the power of our salvation, we'd be just lit up all day long. And that's what the spirit of wisdom and revelation does. It gives you, I don't know if everybody can see these three charts, but your spirit here has three functions. And the spirit of wisdom and revelation come into your spirit so that you know intuitively the clear way, the way you're supposed to go in a certain situation. And listen, it could be in a trial. It can be in opposition. It can be in temptations. It can be in anything that seems to be opposed to the flesh or opposed to God. But it also can give you the way and the will of God as you're flowing in the blessings too. Because we can get so off track when God starts blessing us that we'll start looking at the blessings instead of the blesser. So we've got to be sensitive to be yielding inwardly so that we can extract by yielding the spirit of wisdom and revelation to keep us on track with the blessings and to keep us on track with the victory that we already have in him and every trial, every opposition and every temptation. So the spirit of wisdom and revelation works through the spirit and comes through the soul and then comes over here. And you're in, when you get in touch with Jesus, you will look like this in the spirit realm. That's what the devil sees in the spirit realm. He sees these four rivers flowing out of you. And they're called, uh, the, uh, the, the, they go back to Genesis on the four rivers that really flow through the, the natural garden. But now we are the New Testament garden. Our soul is the garden of God. And the four rivers have to flow through there. And that man right there is full of God. You see, everything is leaving him. Nothing is coming towards him because he's unselfish. Right? He's pouring out. The rivers are flowing. He's completely dead to himself. And he's allowing God to work through him. And wisdom and revelation to touch other people's lives with the blessing of God. So wisdom delivers the way. Keep this in mind. Revelation delivers the truth. And when we know the two of those and how they work and how they feel, we'll come into the full knowledge of God. And the, and the full knowledge of God is Jesus Christ. And when we come into full knowledge of God, we'll be full of God's love. That's the key, is to be full of God's love. So, let's look at key number two. Key number one was the, uh, the spirit of wisdom. Key number two, Ephesians one eighteen says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling that are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 
And what is the exceeding greatness? Oh, that would be 19. Yeah, we don't so get we're stick on just that. So when he floods you with the spirit of revelation, if we look at revelation, it is what? It is unveiling something. It is making uh, the truth where you see the truth that you're going to be able to, to apply in your way. Because if you're going the way of God, you're going to have to go the way of truth. And he has the truth that you have to have to go in that way that he made clear for you in a solution. Problem solving. So if we think about this, when the spirit of revelation comes, it says, she read, that it, it floods us. It really floods us with understanding. And it says in here that the eyes of your heart. Now, he's not talking about your heart, your spirit heart. Because you have two hearts. And that's why you have to look, up, look in the Bible and see which heart God is talking about. He's not talking about the organ. The heart means the center, the core of something. So the spirit has a heart. And when you look at different verses and you see heart, look up in the Greek and make sure it's referring to the spirit man. Because some of them refer to the soul man. So you got to make sure what that scripture, who's that scripture talking to? The soul man or the spirit man? Okay. So what revelation truth does, it communicates to the soul man. It communicates to the soul man and brings it into understanding. It says it enlightens the eyes, plural, eyes of your heart. May be flooded with light. The light means Christ. That the eyes of your soul, plural, may be flooded with Christ. The light of the world. So... When you look at eyes and the soul, you got four eyes here. You got your intellect, you got your will, you got your emotions, emotions and your affections. Those are the eyes that's being enlightened by the revelatory truth coming forth to bring you into understanding of how to walk this way that God wants me to walk out in this situation. Now, when you think of understanding, you think of standing under. That's what it really means. Standing under. So now I'm standing under. You're going to stand under some authority all your life. It's either going to be Satan or it's going to be uh, Jehovah God. And you're going to stand under those authorities. So when you see receive revelatory knowledge from heaven... And it has the power on it to bring understanding to your soul. Then you're going to, the soul is going to be standing under the authority of Jesus Christ. And that's what we need because he's never going to put his power on anything but his truth. He'll never put his power on anything but his truth. So his truth actually, what his truth actually does, it, it changes our character we become to talk like god act like god think like god and now when we have the character of god he can he can descend his power on our character or his character in us 
And now we can walk out kingdom power, kingdom authority in the earth. And now we're a really a voice-activated kingdom at that point. We're a voice-activated kingdom at that point. God spoke everything into existence. So we are full of God. We should be speaking to our situations, and they should change. If you're speaking to a situation and it's not changing, then you're not full of God yet. You still got God in you, but the old man is still up here. The old man, the way he thinks, fear, anger, envy, jealousies, complaining, disputing, all those things are from the old character because they're contrary to love. So that you can know, he says, in your spirit, man, there's a knowing going on right here when the spirit of revelation comes. And then he says, so that you can understand in the soul, man, the hope. To which he has called you to. So hope means expectation. And calling means invitation. So he's always giving you an expectation. And he's always giving you an invitation. And that's going to come right after you receive the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. Because it's going to open it up for you, for, for you to have hope in your desire that he's uh, enlightened and unveiled in your heart that will bring him glory when you receive it in the natural. So it's all about bringing God glory because we lost our glory at the, at the uh, born again experience, the, the regeneration. We lost our glory. Amen. I thank God for that. So let's go to uh, Jesus. Remember, he is the way, the truth, and the life. That you may know the hope of the invitation. I love that. The hope of the invitation. So what is that invitation? What is that invitation? Let's look at verse 18. Read it again. Verse 18 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. First step. That you may know what is the hope of his calling or invitation. Right. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the same? So you hear the invitation? Did you hear the invitation in that verse? It is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you. So the inheritance is in you. What is the inheritance? Christ. He is our salvation. He is our inheritance. So he's a king and everything in the king's kingdom deals with wealth and wealth is a whole word. That means you're whole in every area. But when you look up riches in the Greek, it means abundance, possessions, wealth, money and richness and things. So we are invited to the wealth, the money, the riches, abundance and possessions of the glory. And this brings glory to the father. When we receive that and we start walking it out, because if you have truly been changed by revelation and wisdom, then nobody will see you as you are walking out the glory of God. The world will see the Father. How is he going to see it? How, what are they going to be seeing? 
the love between you and someone else. There's got to be love. We'll never grow up in love if we don't understand what love is. Love embraces everything in a positive way. Love embraces everything to edify the way. Love embraces to change people. Amen? And when you experience that love in everything, there's a supernatural peace that you can walk in. There's a supernatural joy that you can walk in. And nothing, nothing will bother you. It's just there. And it stays with you. Jesus said, I am the invitation to the riches of the Father's glorious inheritance in us. The inheritance of heaven is already in you. It's right here. When you got born again, I'm telling you, the blueprint of life came into you. And it's still there. And, and we're the builders um, to build this new life. Let's go to key number three. Ephesians 1.19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? So you see the progression here. There's three keys here working for us. The way. The knowledge and the power. So now he's descending his power, which means to experience the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power in us. And he says, towards us. Who believes? Do we really believe? If we really believe there's going to be an awesome power of Christ coming towards us constantly. And that power is coming towards us to descend upon us to advance the kingdom of his glory in the marketplace, in your business, in your family life. Everywhere you go, we should be manifesting the kingdom. I was in a mediation yesterday for, gosh, I don't know, eight hours. And, and I was sitting there and I said, Lord, why am I here? And he said, your steps are ordered by me. I said, well, why am I here? <laughs> so it's always an invitation. There's always an invitation. And sure enough, 15 minutes later, I was ministering to somebody, one, of the, one of those people in that 25 people in that mediation out on the sidewalk in front of the building. That's what the mediation was for that day. And uh, he experienced the love of God. And uh, revelation started pouring over him. And you could just see him just melt into the love of God. And um, so that's, that's what it was for. So every day is an appointment. That The appointment may be a conflict. The appointment may be uh, an adversarial situation. The appointment may be temptation. Every day there's an appointment for redemption. For God to make something whole in your life. So when you see problems, when you see temptation, you see all these things coming towards you and you're actually feeling them. It's an invite. So we got to think about this. What does God want me to do here? The spirit of wisdom will give you the way. The spirit of revelation will give you the truth in the way. And God will be glorified in your actions. Because it brings glory to him. So there's a solution for every problem. 
Well, the problem would have never showed up. Right? There's a solution for every problem. But our solution is not God's solution. It's totally different. And to get that solution, the spirit of wisdom has to deliver it. Because the way is the solution. And once you receive the way, then he releases the revelation. He'll never release the revelation till you receive the way. Because your way is going to, his, the way is going to be contrary to yours. Remember he said in, in Isaiah, and we'll read that in a minute, um, my thoughts are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor uh, your thoughts my thoughts, but my ways are not yours. As the heaven is higher than the earth, right? So there's a way that's going to be totally contrary to the way we think. And if it causes pressure, then you know you're fighting against God. Because there's a scripture in there. There's a scripture in there that says, if it is of God, you can't overthrow it. (laughs) How many of you have been there? I, I fight against God all the time. Out of my ignorance. I was fighting against him in that mediation. Why am I here? Because, you know, when, when you keep your heart upright in situations and things still come into your life that's negative, it's for the purpose for God to bring glory to the situation. And because he says in the scripture, I rescue the upright in heart. So you're called to the problem. It's an invitation. So you wonder why things get screwed up and things happen in business and and uh, uh, things that we do. It's an invitation and it's called a test. What is he testing? He's testing our faith. Because Paul was saying to, to the church of Ephesus, I see your faith in Christ. The test is my faith in Christ. That's why it came. Because if I have faith in Christ, I'm going to love the situation. I'm going to love the people in the situation. I loved all these 25 attorneys yesterday. Yeah. You know, being a general contractor, the devil can get in a plumber and mess something up. And it ends up on my desk. So I got to deal with it. So my heart was right. I didn't do that. I didn't do it. I didn't make the problem. I didn't screw it up. The plumber did. But why did it come into my life? Because God wants to test me to see if I'm going to have faith in his way and not my way. Because that is the primary way to judge yourself is, do I trust Jesus in this circumstance? And if I trust him, I'm going to love like he loves. And when I do that, he's going to release the way. The clear understanding that I need to get through this problem. The solution of this problem. And then when I receive it by faith, you've got to stay in faith. He's going to release the revelation, the truth. That's going to bring my soul, my mind into agreement with what's in my heart because my mind just got flooded with light. And light means understanding. It's got flooded with understanding. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He is the understanding of the world. When we come into understanding him, we come to 
we come to stand under his authority because he is the authority. He is the authority in your business. He is your authority in your house. He is the authority in everything that you do. But we haven't tapped into that authority because we don't know how to work the keys. You got to have the keys. And we're giving you three keys here that will bring you into maturity in Christ so that you will know all things, he says, that pertains to life and that pertains to godliness. Amen? So the third key is the power. Let's look at the, there's an internal movement going on when the spirit of wisdom and revelation is released from the Father to you. There's an internal movement going on. You'll see it here on the screen. God is up in the third heaven. There's three heavens. And if we're going to be successful, it's got to be spirit-driven success. Because if you're a child of God, you'll never be successful if you're fleshly-driven. You will never be successful. You'll be fighting against God the whole time. We, are, we have to be spirit-driven success. So the spirit comes from God, and it's the life-giving spirit of Jesus Christ. So there's three heavens. And Paul prayed that the, uh, uh, the saints would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So God sends it, and the spirit of wisdom and revelation, which is a key, a scripture that we can believe on, enters our spirit, hits our intuition. Now there's a knowing right here. There's a knowing right here. And when we receive that knowing, just receiving it is the answer. Not debating it, not reasoning with it. Just receive it. Because it's going to be a light bulb experience. Like, remember when you're in a car sometimes, something just comes? And it's the answer to a problem. And you see it. That's the light, what I call a light bulb experience. So the riches of the glory of his inheritance is already in my spirit. Now he's releasing the revelation, the wisdom and revelation for me to come in contact with that inheritance outside of my body. So as I believe it, it's going to flow right into the soul, which is key number two, flooded with understanding. Now my soul is in agreement with my spirit. And it, it, was it in Amos or one of those books that said, how can two walk together unless they agree? How do you know that if you're agreeing with somebody, if they're even walking with Christ to the fullness? Everything God speaks to us, he speaks in spirit first. He speaks in spirit first. So how can I, I walk together with my head in God's mind in me if they're not in agreement. I can't walk this thing out with God unless my head is in agreement with my spirit and that knowing that's in here. So that's what the spirit of revelation does. It brings the mind into agreement with the knowing in my spirit. So now I can walk this thing out and no, don't, I won't have any internal conflicts going on. So now I'm walking it out through obedience. 
And God is releasing the third key that he promised in the scripture. I'm going to release the kingdom power on you. And now all you have to do is speak. And his voice activates the inheritance in your life and your business and your family. Voice activated. God spoke everything in the world. He's in us. And the only reason that things aren't happening for us is because my head is not in agreement with my knowing. And now I can't speak it into existence. Right? There's got to be a knowing and there's got to be an agreement between the, all three of those. So key number one is wisdom. Key number two is revelation. And key number three is power. You cannot walk out God's way without his power. You cannot walk out God's way without his truth. Or we'll fail every time. So there's a solution in every business decision. Our inheritance is only released in death. So we have to judge ourselves. What do we have to die from? Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it anger? Something has to die before you receive an inheritance. Right? My father dies, I'm going to receive his inheritance. So something's got to die. And what causes the flesh to die is the revelation that comes from the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So when you receive that truth that you need to walk in that way, that revelation is going to say, hey, you got to die now because I can't take you with me in this way. I can't take your thinking with me in this way. I can't take your fear with me in this way because it will contaminate and pollute the way. And it will invite the enemy back on the situation and you'll be fighting this thing all the way through. Because listen, God doesn't withdraw. When he gives us something, it's in movement and it stays in movement. And all we can do is resist it and hold it back, but it's still pushing. It's still nudging. So that nudging and that pushing is the revelation of God speaking to us. And we feel that. Let's talk to ourselves and say, self, you got to die right now because you're holding me back from God's best plan for my life. You're holding me back from God's blessed plan for my business. So bury it. Resist the thought. That's how you do it. You resist it. And start thinking on that revelatory truth that came to you. And it'll die. And the resurrection of the inheritance will come into view. And you'll connect to it in his power. In his authority. And it'll bring God glory and he'll use you again and again and again. And you'll begin to flow in wisdom and revelation and power 
that brings him glory. Amen. Don't you want to be there in your business? So remember, you got to judge yourself. And do I have complete faith in Jesus? Yes. I'll give you an example. I'm going to walk this through in a situation where the Lord gave me a revelatory word. And I had to walk through all these three steps. And if we spend time in the word in the morning, the Lord will give you a word. It's a revelation. And this just happened over the past two weeks. In morning and worship, the Lord gave me, he t- I heard in my spirit to go to Luke chapter 12, verse 2. And it, said to, it says, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And whatever you have spoken in the ear, in the inner rooms, will be proclaimed on the rooftops. So I meditated on that. The Lord really gave me this. So I took the time, and I was in. That came right. It was a rhema word from God. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. All I did, I got it right in from my intuition. And now what I did is I communed with the word. I worshiped. I meditated. I read that word over and over because... What I've already experienced in the past four years, when the Lord gives me a word, which he does, we should be getting a word weekly, daily, whenever he needs to give it to us. But he gives us time to meditate on it. I read that word slowly, became one with that word because he was preparing me. Then it was becoming real in my conscience. So do you see how this works? You spend time with it, but you don't know when it's going to come. Well, then I'm in a business deal. And it's a commercial building with two owners. And I didn't think that this verse had to do with that. You just kind of hold that verse in, that revelatory word. Well, I something's going on because we get this great contract, a good negotiations on this commercial setup. And I thought I was going to be 15 late for the meeting. Well, the green lights just kept moving. <laughs> and I was like, there is something on this meeting today. Because I made every green light and was two minutes on bu- early, you know? And so I just started laughing. And then when I came into the building, I had not time for coffee or breakfast and there was coffee and there was fruit. So like, this is awesome. I'm like, I get my coffee and fruit. So the two owners come in, we sit down. I start revealing the offer, which I knew was going to be hard for them to receive because there's some issues that were going on. The Lord, when we do any business deal, there's always an exchange for a truth exchange from you give the truth and a lie a revelation of the truth moves out the lie so we're sitting at this table and we're discussing and so now it says flooded with light the eyes of our understanding being lit up to know the inheritance is ours so as i'm sitting and discussing the thing i could tell there was there was an uncomfortability in the room and all of a sudden It was like, check, read this verse. So I went and got my Bible. I opened up the verse and I said, I think I need to read this to you guys. So I read it and I said, beware of the leaven because here we have to make a decision in a business deal. But there was something going on that could have ruined the deal because the leaven, do you know what I'm talking? Leaven ruins the lump. It can, something that's within us that's a lie can ruin what God has us on this path. 
on his way. So it be, I said, be pair of 11, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever has been spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. I said, okay, does that have anything to do? Like, I read that verse to them. And then all of a sudden, their face countenance changed. And the one man says, I think I need to tell you something. I said, okay. He goes, I fear I'm going to go bankrupt. And I don't know how to make the decision in this deal because I might go bankrupt. So fear is the leaven. Fear is not what is of God and could take him off the path. Then all of a sudden, the other business partner (laughs) says to me, all right, I think I got to tell you what my fear is. My fear is I already have tenants in this building and I already told them not to worry that they're not going to be kicked out of this building. But the deal we brought to the table had to do with the tenants would have to move out in six months. So he said, I have, I have an issue here. I already told these people and now I've got to go back and tell them something different. He was getting in. Did you see what I'm saying? There's a shame that was having to face And so the moment I spoke the revelatory word, the Lord was preparing me to get this deal straight. It's so awesome. This is so awesome. It makes me want to cry because if everybody can learn to apply these principles, we're not wasting time. We get off a small path and we get on a way. And, you know, I wrote this. It is like a highway when we submit to what God asks us to do every day. And he asked me to submit to this word, and I meditated and meditated. You know, I could have sat there and tried to apply it to myself, try to analyze it to the things around me, but I didn't. I focused on what the Lord was showing me. And then the beauty is, so the, so the eyes of the truth and understanding got revealed right at that table with fruit and coffee. I was there early. <laughs> I mean, when it's of God, he makes it where you get there. Praise God. Okay, so now the flesh experiencing the kingdom power the moment that landed the power of the divine revelatory word landed boom all fears were released we were able to what they were able to repent for what was not of god and it became an awesome bible lesson moving out our flesh so that the inheritance of the word can and it was voice activated we all read that word we all came into agreement of that word and the inheritance in your life, your business, your family. Well, it was multifold for two of them because that sale is going to affect their business. It's going to affect their family. It's going to affect everything that's in that's tied into this building for them. That is the beauty of spending time with him is he will show you the way because he wants to make your life a highway and not all these blockages and i love this this word applied to so many other things for me too over the past two weeks but yet when it came out of the spirit and it was identified then people could come and submit to the word in love i love those guys here these are business people these aren't and one was almost 80 years old you know what i mean i loved it this was all about coming to the truth and i love his way I, we used, I used his way. He worked through me. It was his truth. So I love this. It, the spirit, it got manifested in the spirit. It jump-started by what? My soul had to produce it. I had to jump-start it. And then the life was the activation 
where they received it, they spoke it, we landed it. And now, guess what? This deal is on the highway. Because we got all the stuff that's not of God to hold us back. But the beautiful thing is that's the reason why we're in business. That's why everybody in here is to hit that. Because if we spend time in meditation, he wants to show us those ways. So is that, a, does that, is that example, does that apply? Can everybody in touch yes. with that? Yes. So I wanted to, that was excellent example of how each key was used. Right. That's excellent. Because when you're in a situation and, and you're in a business meeting, and just stay as quiet as you can. Because the anointing on your life will draw out what you need to hear. Okay, that works in every business meeting. The anointing of God, the power of God will extract out what needs to be redeemed. And he will give you a way and he will give you the truth to redeem the situation. Make the crooked path straight. Right. Amen. Okay, and this is awesome. The outcome was because we were able to remove the fears of the option, we were able to make a clear decision on our negotiation, not yielding to the fear, but to the truth of the negotiations. And then the beautiful thing is, and I had this on text, and anybody who was here Wednesday night, I actually read the text. Afterwards, the, 80 year, the man who was 80 years old came up to me and said, I have a really important meeting tomorrow. And I think the, the un, he said, there is something that's being covered up. And he said he was going to meditate on this word because he said it will be revealed in this meeting. And I've been fearing and wanting to give up and just throw in the towel. I told him, meditate on this verse. Go into that meeting knowing who's in you, and he will help you stand because now this word's going to have power. It was He thought he was going to have to give away something, but he had a contract. So he went to that meeting. He stood on it. He said nothing. He stood on that word, and then all of a sudden, they just started talking, and the whole truth got revealed, and he stood and said, I'm not moving. This is what it's going to be. Because he had a written contract. He wrote me afterwards. I think I read it on Wednesday night. He put PTL. I didn't even know what that meant in text. Praise the Lord. And it says, I just got more. Because there's a late fee that he was able, because he stood and didn't throw it in. He stood and he got the late fee. He goes, I got more than what I expected. That was a word in due season. That's how we multiply what God does. If we're in the word and the Lord gives it to us. And then we press it out. That's for them to use too in another situation. So now it multiplied. And when he wrote PTL, I didn't know what that meant. I just got double for my time. Because we had, at the end of that meeting, the other business partner said, I keep hearing Isaiah 61 verse 7. And it says, I will give you double for your shame. And that man felt shameful because he had... He thought he was going to be 80 years old, had to bankrupt because he's trying to sell all this stuff. Yep. But boy, and we left there. So we were all excited. So he said not only the word of something that would be uncovered, but he felt he got double for his shame. And I, I text back, what's PTL? <laughs> and he said, praise the Lord. And this is a man with the only purpose of me getting this listing to do this commercial sale 
was because he was feeling weak in the things of God. He was a believer, but he did not have, he did not, he was getting weak because the world was pressing him down. And so we meet every two weeks. And the only purpose that we meet every two weeks is to work out things. And the Lord always gives me a verse, but I never know when it's going to apply. So the fruit was awesome. It gave him courage of the greater one in him that he could stand in that meeting. So the fruit was, it's, it, the fruit's going to keep going after that day. Any, anytime you got a revelation, uh, the fruit's going to be freedom. Okay, so keep that in mind. The revelation that you receive is really not for you. It's for someone else. And, but in the meantime, while you're obeying the revelation, God is making you whole while he's blessing the recipient with the revelation and the fruit of that is going to be freedom. Christ came to set us free. And he says, you shall know the truth and it shall make you free. So a lot of us don't know the truth. Know means intimacy, intercourse with the truth. And that means your spirit has to have intercourse, intimacy with your head to know the truth that will set you free in every situation. He'll give you the way. But you got to know the truth because the way is the path. The truth is what sets it free. And he is glorified. Right. He is he glorified. Praise in the Lord. <laughs> Let's look at one last scripture. I think it's one Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. But that diagram you have. Use it. I get all kind of visions like that. And the Lord shows me how things work internally. And that's what all this is about. Internal works. Uh, Use it. Use it. Next time you're in a conflict because blessings are never birthed in blessings. Blessings are always birthed in conflicts. And we can either abort the opportunity or resurrect the opportunity by what comes out of our mouth in the conflict. So we got to stay positive. There's always a solution that should keep us positive. There is a solution, and God's going to reveal the solution if I just start thinking on the solution coming from God. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So he's saying that we we really do have to die. To reasoning, we have to die to arguing, we have to die to worrying, we have to die to complaining, we have to die to uh, anger. Because listen, all those things, the scripture says, invites, it's an invitation for the destroyer in your life and in your business. It's an open invitation for the enemy that we got set free from to bring him back into our life by what comes off our tongue. Those kingdoms are manifested off the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. This little old tongue holds the God that created me and created the world on this little tongue. That tells you the humble God that we serve. That he would bring himself low enough to be in us and put his words on my tongue for him to manifest his kingdom in the earth. 
This God is worthy to be served. Jesus is worthy to be served. Jesus is worthy to be, be followed. Because this is a God of blessing. Everything comes from above, comes down from the Father of light, whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. That means there's not going to be any deception in it. It's not going to be like a lizard changing its colors. You know, that's deception. So, you know, counterfeits show up. And they look like the perfect thing. Then they change colors when, when, when the circumstance comes. So we got to stay positive. Let's go to the last verse and we're finished. 5511, Isaiah 5511. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect, useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You see what that's saying? It is actually saying that the word is coming forth. It's springing forth with salvation. It's springing forth with change. When the word comes forth off your tongue, a rima word, it's coming forth with change. Because it has the power to change the situation for your favor. Because grace is what? Favor. Every time I go into a, a, a meeting or a mediation, I say, God, clothe me with favor today. Clothe me with favor today. And what that means is I need favor with God and I need favor with man. Right? Because God has to work through the man. So the power springs forth and, be, and brings the inheritance into view. And I thought there was one more. There's one more scripture. We'll close it. Isaiah 55, 12. For you shall go out from the spiritual exile caused by sin and evil into the homeland with joy and be led forth by your leader, the Lord himself and his word with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. All creation starts rejoicing at your obedience. All creation. He said the trees are clapping the uh, the the fields are clapping the trees are singing all creation glorifies god all creation honors god if you could really listen to the spirit realm you'd hear the trees singing you'd hear everything worshiping god and obedience right obedience obedience brings forth the victory of what Jesus died for and everything around you starts rejoicing and he's bringing you into a fertile, secure, stable life. That's what growing up in Christ means. That's what being full of God means. I am fertile, I am secure, and I am stable. And I never have to go back. Isn't that beautiful? Not to have any more confusion in my head. Not to have any more fear in my head. No anger. No, all this stuff goes at the revelation of the word of God coming forth. It pushes it out. And the Holy Spirit is pushing in.
that revelation into the mind to change it and the way it's thinking. Because we always know what's in the mind but it comes off the tongue. We always know what kind, whose character we are speaking from because it's coming off the tongue. And there's only two characters in this world and we know what they are, Satan and God. So we got to judge our thoughts and make sure I'm not releasing death into my situation. Death into my project. Death into my home. The tongue creates it. It is the sower. It's throwing the seed out. Your tongue will frame your world. It will frame the life that you want to live. It will frame the car that you want to drive. It will frame the house that you want to live in. It will frame the business that you want to grow in. Your words frame your world. So keep that in mind. Don't let the devil get in there and fight against that revelation that God is pouring in you. That he wants to frame something for you to live in. Because the word of God frames it and we live in it. And it's a place that we never have to go back to the old way again. The fruit remains as long as we remain in him. Amen. Praise God. Go ahead and close us. All right. Just for a review. And this is a kind of a cute way to remember. We are to celebrate in the word of God. So celebrate that you come here and you gain this word of knowledge. Spend time with him. Meditate. So we celebrate. We're happy. We meditate on these words and then we grow. We grow in the knowledge of Christ and grace and peace will be multiplied to you in his way, the truth and his life. So just kind of keep that. We celebrate. We meditate. We grow. And as we grow, we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And the Lord wants to show us everything before it happened. So let's right. bow our heads in prayer. Let me, let, me, oh. let me pray the prayer, this prayer out. Okay. How many of y'all are ready to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation? And, and you got number one right and you got number two right. Your, your faith is in Christ and you are loving your saints. It didn't say the neighbor in that verse. Your neighbor is a stranger. He's talking to the church. You have love for the saints. You love one another who are in the kingdom. So, and the apostle Paul prayed the prayer out. And they received it. And you look over in the latter chapters, you'll see what happened. They got full of God. And now he was able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Above all that they could ask or think. Can you imagine that? According to that power that's working in us. So let's close our eyes and think about receiving. He said, when you pray, believe that you have received what you prayed for. And he says, you shall have it. So the Lord has released me to bring this message today. Because he sees that you're ready. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, because he continues forever and has an unchangeable priesthood, and he is able to do 
exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works within, he's also able to rescue to the uttermost those who come to God through him, because he always lives to make intercession for them. For we have such a high priest who is fitting for us, who is holy, he's harmless, he's undefiled, he's separate from sinners, and he's higher than the heavens. He is the minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which God erected and not man. Therefore, we have entered in through his blood, having access by one spirit with him, coming boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy now and to find grace to help in this time of need. So, Father, you said, ask and you shall receive according to what you believe So, Father, we've heard your word today. We believe your word today. And as Paul prayed to the Ephesus church, the saints, they received your word and they matured in you and became powerful, powerful in love and victory in their life. So I'm going to pray the prayer, Lord, that They would receive, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation to the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened to know what is the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of your inheritance in them and what is exceeding greatness of your power towards them who believe according to the working of your mighty power that was wrought in Christ, raised him from the dead, and seated him at the right hand of the majesty on high, praying for us right now, far above all principalities, powers, dominion, and might, and every name that is named in this age and the age to come. In Jesus' name, receive it in Jesus' name. And let's thank him for it right now and giving some praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Praise the Lord. There's a power released. There's a power released when you're open to hearing the word and, and, and believe it. It comes in. And you're going to be experienced. I experience it all the time. The spirit of wisdom and revelation working. And it's so contrary to the way I used to be and think. Even as I was growing, a little baby Christian, uh, these two spirits are powerful and they're only released when the Lord sees that you are ready for maturity. That you are ready to mature in him. Because if we can't get the first two right, we ain't ready. Our faith has got to be in Christ and we got to have love for one another. Amen. And love builds up. That's the best way to know that you're walking in love. It builds up people. It edifies them. It does them no harm. And that's how you know. Watch our words. Because the enemy wants to do harm. And cancel out that love. That's going to bring you into a place. A blessing. For you. And the recipient. Amen. So all y'all are in business or some kind of workplace. God is moving in the workplace. 
There's pastors. I went to a pastor's conference. There's three or four hundred pastors. I had to speak there at Dr. Siddiqui's conference. And they are thirsty because God is moving into the dual calling. He's, he's got to get into this marketplace because that's the last move of God is to get in the marketplace. And those apostles have to be first. They got to be out there because they, they love the challenge. They love to pierce the darkness. They love to plow the field. They love the challenge mindsets. <laughs> so I love it. So you're blessed and God loves you. He loves me and his love grows and it's beyond your comprehension. So let's go in that today and watch out for the conflict that's outside of the door. Because most of the time there's going to be one after the message is brought out like this. Right? You're going to fall right into it. So the Lord's going to test your faith and love in him.